screen. What's going on, guys? And welcome to the Cooler Head Podcast. Uh, we heard the host, uh, Adam, uh, Bill, and me. What up, yo? What's going on? Bill, Bill's still doing with internet stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I still live in a small pilgrim village in a historic museum, and I don't have internet yet. Well, you, you, you guys were at, at training together, right? Yep. Yeah, sir. How far away was that? I think an hour from my place. Which was how long? Or how, how far away for you, Adam? Um, I want to say four and a half hours. Bill's house. Okay. Jiminy Christmas. Damn. Yeah, it's a little bit of time, man. It was fun. You ever see that movie, The Village, by M. Night Shyamalan? Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Yeah. Yeah. Shyamalan. I don't know how you say his name. That's kind of what it's like right now for me. Is like I live in this village where we don't have electricity, we don't have internet, we all wear pilgrim clothes, and we eat salted, unflavored meat, and we do a lot of canning, and it's it's just real stupid. It's a so real you, stupid time in my life right now. So you're ba- you're basically Amish at this point. Pretty much, yeah. It's, it's 2022 and i i don't have internet at my house yet i i did ask your daughter um does she like the new house better or living in the hotel and she said the hotel what yeah, that's yeah i don't know oh, because yeah i remember that because it has a pool oh I'm like, well i mean it's like we got septic tanks here it's close but then she was telling me how there was some weird guy that sleeps in the stairs yeah yeah that's, that's a true story there was this so this will this will segue into our topic of the day, which is uh, how the uh, industry that we all work in affects our kids. Uh, on a side note, as I was transitioning from my old house to my new house, my new house wasn't quite done yet. Mm. And uh, we had to live in a hotel for a month. And there was another family that apparently were living there too. They're, I don't know, I think they're gypsies, whatever they are, but they were living there. And they had these two weird kids that would just hang out like in the hallways all the time and every day i would come home from work and there'd be this weird kid just hanging out on the stairs playing on his phone just looking all weird like eating a hot pocket with his plate just sitting on the dirty ass stairs this is a dirty ass hotel mm-hmm. and then I'd, I'd leave in the morning he was there in the morning he was there at night i'd go out to my truck like later on in the night and just get something he was he was always there hanging out on the stairs because his family of i don't know i think there's five in his family they all shared one hotel room so that's why he was just it was just a stair person. It was uh, it was bizarre. It was off putting and uncomfortable. I tried not to talk to him. I just pretended he wasn't even there. I'd just look right through him as I walked by with my nose in the air. So we, maybe maybe they were waiting for their house to be done. No, no, I don't think that was the case. No. No, I had a feeling there were uh, permanent residents. Something else going on. Gotcha. Because I've seen his mom and his dad and i was like you guys you guys like my brother and sister so i don't know i think they're probably on the run from the law in georgia where they got caught for incest or something who knows <laughs> the closest assumption i can make but like i said that does tie into our topic of the weak kids in the trades and how how our kids are affected and influenced by this 
And uh, I think, I, can, I don't remember how this topic even came to be, but I, I think it was uh, some sort of conversation one of us was having with the other person. And uh, I was like, you know what? We never talk about this. Like how our kids are affected by the trades. You know, like um, I know, Brad, you just recently went and picked up uh, Maddie from Oklahoma last week. Yeah, so um, I drove up Friday. Um, I was trying to get on conference calls all day, you know, and that just didn't work because Oklahoma was desolate. And uh, I ended up driving up there. It was 74 degrees when I left, and I went out to go get pump gas. I, I rented a car that had really good gas mileage, so I wouldn't have to – I hate stopping. So I had, like, 500 miles. So I was I was a couple miles outside of where I needed to be. And I realized, like, the place that she was at up towards Woodward was is basically – it's tornado alley. So the, the temperature just drops up there. So I got out to go pump, pump gas. Now I'm wearing shorts and, and fucking, um, you know, sandals. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. It was like, it was 38 degrees. The temperature had dropped, you know, <laughs> 30 degrees on my way up there. And I didn't notice it because the windows were up. So like I said, I, I went up there, um, drove up there Saturday morning. I, 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 you know, I hadn't seen my daughter for, for probably about a month. Um, she's been up there. I think it was about four months in total. And, man, she looks freaking great. She absolutely looks great. And I don't mean that by, you know, the fact that she just has hair and she has eyebrows, but the fact that like, she, there's, I mean, you guys seen some of the pictures I posted. I mean, she just looks generally happy. And I, I know part of that is, is, you know, being happy about being home. And, you know, I, like, I didn't think, honestly, I didn't think her being away, you know, because I mean, you have, uh, you know, kids, a brother and brother and sister, you know, usually two sisters, they're, they're at each other's throats, they're always yelling at each other, you know, get out of my room, you know, it's all that shit all the time. But you know what? My, my daughter being away for so long really affected my middle one. Like, because, you know, for, for years, you know, since she's been born, she's always had her older sister there. You know what I mean? And it was amazing that like, I, like, I just, I didn't think that that, that was going to affect her. And like, you could see that it was like, after, you know, a couple months, like it was, it was, you know, Mad like I said, Madeline's been away for, I think a total of five months, but she just, you could see it starting to affect her. And the same thing with, with Jake, you know, Jake's, Jake's five, he's going to be six this year. Um, he, you could tell that it, it really affected them being away. And it's, it's so good to see it now where, you know, they just, they were on top of each other, just playing and getting along. And it was, it was really cool when she got back, like, you know, they, oh. they were waiting at the front door. They, you know, cause we, you know, we have this life 360 app, which basically tells you, you know, where you're at, where your kids are at and stuff. So they could see that I was driving up the road or whatever. So they're all fucking waiting for Maddie when we, when we opened up the door and it, it, it was awesome. It was, it was, it was so fucking, I'm just, I'm so glad to have her home. You know, she started school this week, you know, we started to transition her easy. So like she went Thursday, Friday, um, she'll be off, you know, she'll, I'm sorry, she goes back to school next week. So she'll have, you know, she went for two days, had a two day break. And then, you know, she actually, when she was up at the the ranch, she uh, completed her uh, biology class. And I think one of her maths, one of her algebras. And so she's on the schedule for both of those. So now, you know, I think she only has like four classes in total that she has to worry about. So now she's going to have less of a class load. Then when she goes back to school for a week, she'll have off for a week for Thanksgiving. So I think this will be good. I think this will easily like just transition her into, you know, getting back into the groove of things because, you know, yeah, she's been living with, with, you know, other, other girls that have similar issues and some worse. Um, 
but I think as far as, you know, settling back in with all the, all the kids that she knows, I, I, I think this will be a good smooth transition. Um, now for those that don't, uh, I guess, know, um, you know, I don't know how much you want to delve into this, but why was she, why was she up there? What was the, uh, so Maddie, all that? um, you know, I saw, I suffer from anxiety. My wife suffers from anxiety. And, um, so is my daughter, my oldest daughter. <clears throat> and, um, what ends up happening is she has what's called uh, trichotillomania. It's the compulsion to pull your hair, your eyebrows, your eyelashes out of your head. And it, 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 the only thing I could, I could re- relate it to comparable is like biting your fingernails. Um, you know, you, when you're nervous, you start biting your fingernails. You know, she starts pulling your hair. And, you know, it's, you know, once once you start doing that one thing, you know, try you know, if you do if you do bite your nails, try to try to stop. See what happens. You know what I mean? A lot of times things like that you can't do. And plus, you know, it made her feel in control when she was anxiety. That was the only thing that, you know, her pulling out her hair would make her feel like that she was in control of her anxiety. Right. So she was up there for um, at the end of school year. Uh, she had some things happen at school and, um, you know, she ended up needing to go to an inpatient. So she was in an inpatient uh, place for a little bit. And then, um, she needed another inpatient that was, you know, she needed to work on her social skills. Cause well, like when, when people are different, um, you know, like I, I know I'm, I'm weird. I know I'm different. And I, I know what happens is like people treat you differently. Well, they, when they treat you differently, you don't really get the real social skills that you would because you know, you're, you're being treated with kit gloves all the time. Right. So then you really don't know how to react to those, you know, those situations. Um, so her having to live with 14 other girls in close quarters that have some of the same shit that she has going on helped her create some of those, so, you know, those social skills to be able to deal with, you know, other people in high anxiety places. Plus, you know, the whole thing was, you know, to get her meds straight, you know, to, to do the counseling so she can learn coping skills, um, and stuff like that. Um, and how long has she been back? Uh, she, I mean, uh, we just got back last Saturday. We drove, we drove back last Saturday. Oh yeah. So just a week. Yeah. Um, and she oh. hasn't, she hasn't slipped back into, into any old things. And we, that's, you know, we, we tried to make sure we, we do that. Like we're going to start cooking every week. Um, you know, her and I, you know, we're going to pick one meal, you know, she'll go into a, a cooking book and I'm like, what do you want to cook? You know, we'll figure that out. And then we'll use that as a bonding process. This is kind of a loaded question, but like looking back, you know, hindsight being 2020, of course, looking back, is there any, um, like anything you've noticed, like, um, you know, we're trying to tie this in with the trades, like, is it something like maybe you thought, uh, or maybe you think that, um, this could have been, this behavior could have been curbed a little bit if, uh, let's say like you didn't have to work 60 hours a week or if uh, there wasn't so much stress in the household or, um, I, I assume like the other kids don't have this exact same issue. There, was this something that was just isolated or so she started doing this she started pulling her hair when she was five like we <laughs> we, uh, we we found out because like you know first off she started having bold spots and then you'd, you'd see behind the couch or behind the bed where there would just be conglomerate amount of, uh, of hair and the first thing as a parent you're like why the fuck are you doing this like that's that's your first response like why you know what i mean and part of you as a parent you're like what are they going to think they're going to think that i'm an awful parent and so like you start getting angry about it and then i was like at one point i was just like i just try to help her you know you, you don't leave all emotion out of it you're just trying to help her with it um 
Yeah, my daughter is in this phase now where she's eight and she uh, likes to chew on her fingernails and, and her fingers to the point where uh, sometimes her fingers will bleed. And uh, yeah, that's my thought too. Like, why are you doing this? This is stupid. But there's some sort of underlying issue that we're trying to well trying to for, solve. Well, it could be, you know, I, I, I do probably contribute to a lot of stress in the household. Like, you know, because like I said, I always worked a lot. I always did make sure that my kids and I do it now because I, I travel. Right. So um, but when Maddie was younger, I was always, you know, why is daddy leaving? You know, it's because daddy daddy wants to make sure we have nicer things than he had growing up. Yes. It's not that daddy doesn't love you. Not like daddy's going on a fucking vacation. Um, daddy's trying to make sure that you have everything that you need. So like there was a time where I, I and I was I was up in. Albany, New York, I think for almost two months, you know, I'd come home on the weekends, but like I was gone week in and week out, week in and week out, you know what I mean? And, you know, that, that obviously didn't help. Um, but like, you know, you just got to figure other stuff out. Like, so I, we tried, you know, putting uh, Vaseline on her fingers, um, trying to put, uh, you know, something that would deter her. Like, like if, if my kid was having the same uh, issue, you know, yours was having, I would get them nail polish that tastes like shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Because then they go to bite yeah. the nail, like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? And then and then not have that compulsion, you know, just make it not appealing. Um, but but then then again, you have you run the risk of, you know, is this an anxiety thing? Um, is this an OCD thing? Like I I also know that I have OCD. Um and uh, like what I used to do, I was explaining this to Maddie the other day. We were when we were driving back, and I was like, "Yeah, it used to be real bad. Like I would go, I would lock the door before I left. I'd walk about two feet out, and I'm like, did I lock the fucking door?' And then I go back, and then I would make sure the door was locked. And I'd get I about half, same thing. halfway out the fucking yard, and then all of a sudden I'm like, "Am I sure it's locked?" And then I would go back and I'd fucking check it again. I'd get in my yeah. truck, I'd start my truck. And I'm like, I know I fucking checked it. I know I checked it, but I'm like, is it really locked? So if it, if it's an anxiety thing, like uh, biting your nails or whatever, or, or OCD or whatever, if you if you put you know bad tasting nail polish or whatever, it could just transfer into something else. Well, that's that's that that's why that's why I said I was like, it could you know you you could you could take one yeah, anxiety stressor, the root of the problem. Yeah, and then to turn it into into something else. If it was just a habit. Then yes, then the, maybe the nail polish would work. But if you think that it's generally an anxiety thing, um, like now, yeah. now, that, now that Maddie's back, you know. So coincidentally, so the lady that she dealt with in middle school, like throughout through through being in, in special ed, she's in all regular classes. She just she has the special ed for the social skills. Um, and so you know, this lady who she had formed a bond with had left the school district the year that Maddie left middle school, which would have been, you know, last year. She just started high school this year. And so she now has her own practice. So it was really cool. The fact that we were looking for someone that needed for Maddie that needed uh, inpatient for someone she felt comfortable with. And we're like, shit, this lady has spent more time with Maddie than anyone at school. I was like, this freaking works out amazing. You know what I mean? So, um, it's it's i mean it sucks because you know we we do work a lot right and um you know you you don't want your kids thinking that that you know daddy's leaving because he fucking hates me you know what i mean it's it's you know so you know as at a young age i tried to explain to her that you know this it that that's not the reason because i don't want that uh, you know i i think that would really 
fuck me up if I thought that as a kid, you know, my, my parents did this because they didn't want to be around. You know what I mean? So making sure that like, you're open and honest, right? The main, the main issue I've noticed in my household, uh, as far as, um, the family and my kid and you know, the influence the trades has had on the household is, um, not so much the, uh, confusion of like, well, I don't know why daddy works so much. Maybe he doesn't like us, that sort of thing. Uh, that's, that's there a little bit, but, my whole thing was always bringing home all my frustrations from work and not, not venting them properly. And then I come home and I'm like, I'm already frazzled. I'm already impatient. I've already used up every ounce of my social battery throughout the day. And then I come home and I'm just in a shitty mood. I treat everybody like shit. I'm very sarcastic and rude. And that's like the main thing I've been trying to curb um, because I can, I can directly see, uh, you know how that affects my kid, and then of course, you know, I go to bed at the end of the night. And I'm like, oh man, that was that's pretty shitty today. That's that's awesome. I only have so many days on this earth with my children, and like, oh, there goes one down the shitter because because I came home and uh, you know I can't handle dealing with idiots at work and dumb shit at work, and then I come home and take it out on the family. So you're not just taking it out on the family. Another thing is like. Me, a lot of times I'm working six or seven days a week, and then when I am home, <clears throat> I'm so mentally and physically exhausted that I'm just not present. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, my brain is just gone. It's like I'm going to sit on my phone or whatever because I just – I'm over everything. Like I'm, I'm Yeah, that's gone. another good aspect of it, too. Over, yeah. over, yeah. Overstimulated where, like, you just can't take any more. Like, I get it. And, yeah. and you just – you can't – I mean, you, you know – we said this before. I mean, you only get, you know, 85% of the time that you're ever going to spend with your children is going to be the time between their, you know, zero and 18. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, f- you fuck that up, you know, you, you try to do as, as much as you can, you know, with them. And, 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 and I'm guilty of it too. Like I, you know, you get super, you know, passive aggressive, get me a water. I was like, you got fucking legs, you know, like yeah. when it takes two yeah, seconds like- to do it. Like, I don't, I don't talk to my biological father anymore because, um, he's one of these guys that's, I don't know, he's always a victim. He, he never succeeds in everything and it's never his fault. You know, no motivation, that sort of guy. And I don't talk to him, but I remember specifically when I was a kid, he didn't make any effort to make me feel welcome around him when he was like doing projects in the garage. You know, he was always yelling. He was always mean. A lot of the things that I see myself doing and I often think of myself, you know, I'm old. I don't want my daughter to be like, ah, I mean, you know, when she's a, a, you know, a young adult, I don't want her to think like, well, you know, I could go visit my parents or I could not because I uh, really got no, I got no uh, desire to see my dad. He's always mean and you know, like that sort of thing. I don't want to fall into that category of, oh yeah, my kid doesn't come visit me anymore because I was a dick when she was younger. So were, were, were you, were you in any sports or anything? When you like growing up? Yeah, I was in, uh, I tried my hand at baseball and, uh, I think my, I don't know if my dad ever came, I think maybe went to one game or something like that, but never really like played catch or did the, the dad stuff, you know, never went and, uh, took me hunting or, um, you know, like all the, all the other cool stuff that dads were doing with their kids. Yeah. I didn't get none See, of that. I'm, I'm kind of the same thing. I feel like I really have a lack of, caring i don't care about sports whatsoever now like period people are like 
what do you think about the bears blah blah, blah. i'm like i don't know i don't care you know because <laughs> my i think it's mainly because my dad was working so much that we didn't have like i didn't go through that thing with your dad where you're like talking about football and basketball and, and all the different sports <laughs> whatever so like i never got into it so people ask me about it now it's like yeah i don't know whatever yeah I, I will say like i now i do have an amazing stepdad super cool guy and uh he came into my life at uh, somewhat of a the young tender age of like i don't even remember exactly like 13 14 you know kind of when i was like being a real dick you know going through the teenage years being a real dick to my mom and and like he came and uh he tried to you know, get me to do these things, you know, take me hunting, you know, do these cool outdoorsy things, you know, like father, son sorts of things. And at the time I wasn't having it, but then I kind of matured a little bit. I'm like, yeah, you know, this is kind of cool, but, um, I kind of felt like the damage has already been done. I don't have a longing to do those things because it's already, you know, it wasn't in my wheelhouse when I was younger. So like, yeah, I do enjoy it, but, uh, I can see now, like, had I had that in my life, much much younger and my outlook may have you know, been a little bit different See, that, that's what i think that like if you keep doing like I, I went through the same thing where i like my dad got kicked out when i was five so like i never i, I never went hunting you know what i mean i never i never you know never had anyone behind me to, to do baseball or anything like that and then i then i got yeah. and i was and i started doing football when i was like you know, 15 and then 16, I got a car and then got a job because I needed to make money. And so like, I never, I never got to do that. And, and, and I, and, and Adam, I'm in the same boat where like, it's not that you don't, you don't, you, you just really can't get into what your kids are doing. You know what I mean? Like I will go to yeah, a baseball, so you know what I mean? Like I, I just, I don't, and I don't know shit about sports at all. Like I know, I know basics. Um, but I mean, I, I can't tell if someone was fouled in, in fucking basketball. Um, yeah. I can't tell I if it was a strike. Down and you're like, oh, touchdown. <laughs> Not that bad, but no, like I just, I, you know, I, I don't have that. I don't have that bone in my body for that. You know what I mean? It was never, the seed was never planned for, you know? And you know, like, uh, so my daughter does uh karate and, um, you know, I've talked about this in the show before where. Um, I set boundaries with my work. I'm like, you know, two days a week, I need to be home by five o'clock so I can take my daughter to karate. And that's, that was very important that I did that because, um, you know, like Adam, a majority of the other days of the week, I'm just too wrung out from the week or the day to really, you know, get engaged with uh, anything that she's doing. Like I've always wanted to be one of those sort of hallmark, happy, goofy dads that are like running around with your kid in the backyard, being all goofy, like playing tag. And you're like, doing crafts, you know, and, you know, like painting and whatever these happy, happy dads do, I guess. And, uh, I think, man, I, I just can't get the gumption to do that. I can't get the energy. I, I don't have it in me some days. I just, I just want to sit on the couch and let my brain just, uh, not think or do anything. You know, one thing I have to say is <clears throat> I, I'm making in, I'm, trying to make an attempt now to go to all the activities that my kids are doing it is hard because they have a lot of activities but like you know band concerts my my son was in baseball and then he, he was in football and dude like sports it's rough 
like all the practices and all the uh the games and everything you're like holy cow and then like here's the thing they're playing football or they're playing baseball they're like not winning they're like okay now we're going to the playoffs like how are you going <laughs> to the playoffs you didn't win any games <laughs> so you're kind of like oh man i wish you guys would have lost all the games i didn't have to go to all these playoff games now no so, yeah sorry that's all right. My my my, uh, my wife actually. Uh, so my my Jake Jake my youngest uh, was in baseball, and my middle one was in softball. And um, my wife actually came to me the one day. She's like, "Hey, do you want to be a coach for for Jake's baseball? They need a baseball coach." I'm like, "Nope. I throw like a girl. I don't know the rules of the sport. I was like, I just I, I can't, and and I don't know when I'm going to be traveling. I was like, that's kind of fucked up." And then uh, a week later, I talked to her. She's like, yeah, I'm now the baseball coach <laughs> for the team. And, like, it was really funny. Like, the first day I, I went with her, and the look of horror on one of the boys' face when he realized that my <laughs> that my wife was the actual coach. We got a girl for a coach? No, so, but try and, try and, you know, he, Adam's right, man. Like, like it, it seems like, okay, one has practice this day. Like, there's always something to do always something to do which which adds to the stressors right i mean you know you you know you're already bent and broken from from you know just having to to work all week so like having to do making sure that you're home at a certain time so you can take them here and it's every week for what what two three months usually Mm -hmm. yep so it makes you good i don't know where some of these like uh these what i call like super dads i don't know if if it's just their different mentality or if they, uh, I assume a few of them at least have like different sort of jobs and careers where maybe they can handle that better. They don't, uh, um, they're not as influenced by their work environment. They don't take it home as much, but you know, like going back to it again, like I come home some days and I'm just like, I don't want to play. I don't want to even think about being like goofy and happy. I just want to, you know, at seven o'clock at night, I still got to do my chores when I get home. I just wanted to just veg out on the couch. But then, you know, there's this little nagging voice in the back of my head says like, well, you're not making memories with your kid. And when you go to bed tonight, that's one less day that you're going to have on this earth with your kid. Then I'm like, ah, yeah, I should do something. And I always try to make an effort to at least do something like whether it's uh, reading your book at night or tucking her in, or sometimes, um, you know, if I don't have a whole lot of time, I'll just lay in bed and we'll talk about her day. Um, You know, so I try to, engage in one positive activity every day um so I've, I've realized that i can only be the happy goofy dad on certain occasions mm-hmm. um it's just um uh, it's just not part of my personality but there's other things i can do you know instead of comparing myself to these hallmark goofy dads like you know chris stevens probably is and uh you know feeling guilty that i'm not this other person like oh i can just find my own path and uh that's that's one of the things that uh I encourage everybody to do find your own path. There is a better way of being yourself. You don't need to be somebody else to be better at being, for example, a dad. Well, you think, you think part of it is, is conditioning, right? So like, like my, my parents, uh, you know, my, my dad did copious amounts of cocaine and, and my, my mom was an alcoholic. And, and I'm, I'm wondering if like, if, if the, they would have been different, if, if I would have been different, you know what I mean? Like, you know, being, being, like wanting having that want to be a part. So if you if you basically break the cycle, um, that's why I try to be as goofy as shit with my with my kids all the time. 
Um, I went to a, I went to a, a choir thing uh, for my daughter. She was singing for Veterans Day on Friday, and I'm fucking with her the whole time, just, just looking all kinds of fucking stupid at her, you know, just trying to make her laugh. She's like, stop, stop, <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. to get a, just to get a rise out of her. That's what I want to do, but I often feel um, there's something about it where I just feel awkward in doing so. I think if I had to really take a deep dive in myself, I think one of the things that holds me back from being sort of goofy with her is like, well, you know, if I, if I open up this door, then when it comes time to open up the disciplinary door or the, you know, I need to shape you into a good person sort of door, then it's going to fall short because like, oh no, you're always goofy with me. So therefore I'm not going to listen to you when you're being serious. So I kind of, I don't know, I'm trying to find balance in that. So I, I will tell you, I, and, and maybe because because you're monotone, but like if you were, mm-hmm. you know, I, and, and I'm not, I'm, I'm just making a statement. So like if, if, so they can tell typically when I'm pissed because my, my, my voice gets really deep. I get really loud. Like I'm usually really loud anyway, cause I'm fucking deaf. So I don't think I'm talking that loud, but um, you know, I, I'm crazy, funny dad, 99% of the time. But if you fuck up, I'm going to yell and you're going to know it. You know what I mean? Um, and that, that's the, that's the decider. You know, sometimes they'll look at me at first to make sure I'm not that I am, that I'm not screwing around. And then when I reiterate that I'm like, get your stuff and get over there now, you know what I mean? Like they know that I'm pissed. That's so, a good point. you know, cause they, they, they sense that they sense the deflection in your voice. You know what I mean? Like one time I was, I wasn't pissed, but like, I mean, sometimes I can come across as just looking angry. And I, because I talk loud, you know, sometimes they think that I'm mad when I'm just like, when I tell them to do something, they'll start, you know, they'll, they'll get upset. I'm like, I just want you to do it. I wasn't yelling. I was just, I was just reiterating how important this is. It's not funny dad time. It's make your fucking bedtime. Bring your, bring your clothing down time. Daddy needs to do laundry. Bring your stuff down. You know what I mean? See, my daughter always says that I'm yelling at her all the time. Yeah. And I get the same thing where um, if I talk loudly, people think that I'm yelling. So last uh, last week or the week before, she was this whole day. She's like, why are you guys yelling at me? I wasn't even mad. I was just telling her, like, you got to do this. We got to clean your room. We got to clean the house up. We got to do this, this, and this before we can go do X, Y, and Z. And uh, she was sort of throwing a tantrum of why am I yelling at her? So I decided to actually yell at her. And when I yell, it's very loud. It's, it's scary. It scares me sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so I yelled the next thing I was going to say, whatever it was. And she jumped and then started crying. I was like, this is me yelling at you. Now you have a comparison. Now you know what it's like to be yelled at. So when I'm talking, that's not yelling. Yeah. And I don't know if that did any good or if it just scarred her more. I'm not sure yet. I don't know if I'm slightly hard of hearing or what, but my wife is always like getting on my case. Like, what is your problem? What, why are you, you know, talking so loud? Like she's acting like I'm yelling at her all the time. I'm like, I'm just talking, you know? Mm-hmm. So. I think it's the tone or the deflection that you have. Maybe. Um, I, I think that's what I do as well. But um, for me, it's either I mumble in a monotone way because I don't have the energy or the gumption to really talk. And I don't really want to, or I'm talking loudly because I'm, I don't know, tired of people saying what, or maybe I am partially angry, but uh, I don't know. It's got to be something, something that I don't understand or see. 
No, I, I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's funny. Like you, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess just ha having to, you know, having to talk cause they, they catch that deflection. Like, you know, cause they'll, they'll ask me sometimes my wife will be in a mood and you know, they'll, they'll ask, you know, why is mom angry? I was like, she's not angry. She's just, you know, short. Cause you know, she's at that point at the end of the day too, where, you know, there's no more, no more mental fortitude to, to, you know, you know kind of the batteries yeah yeah where you know you don't know you, you know because you you put more effort in it through the throughout the day i think at least i do i, I know i do as far as like you know making sure the way i'm wa like talking to people like but towards the end of the day you're, you're so fried where you're like it, it, you don't there's no thought about what you're saying you're just saying what you're saying and then mm -hmm. you know that, that can be construed as you being a prick or, or or something along those lines you know i think the thing is too like not having a set like hourly job where you know i yeah. I, I get that from you know from my wife too you don't do enough stuff around the house you know like i'm not doing projects and this and that it's like well i'm freaking exhausted well our our neighbors you know the guys in the neighborhood they do it I'm like yeah well they sit in front of a desk for eight hours and do nothing all day you know i'm sure they have tons of energy at you know when the weekend comes um yeah and like the thing is, like, I'm used to getting bombarded all the time with crap and people, you know, I need this right now. I need this right now. This is an emergency. This is an emergency. And like the mental stress, it it rolls over into everything, you know, with your wife, your marriage, your kids. And you just don't have patience anymore because, you know, you're being stretched and pulled in every direction, you know. And you used it up all at work. You, you used up all your patience at work and then you come home and you just at least for me, I'm just done someday. And, you know, going back to like having a nine to five job, what's really weird is like this time of year, it's kind of slower. Um, so there's like some weeks where I'll have 35, 40 hours and I'll get home and I'm, you know, after a seven or eight hour day, I'm like, I don't know what, what do, what do I do now? I don't know what to do. Do I play? Do I have fun? Do I, and I, I run out of things to do. I'm like, I don't know. What do people do when they get home? And uh, I'm just so unaccustomed to being home early and having extra time at the end of the day to, to engage with family. I don't even know what to do sometimes with it. You're supposed to be sealing the other half of your basement floor. I did that yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I actually did that yesterday. <laughs> so, and I mean, what we'll we be doing something else, assembling furniture and shelves. Well, did, so like, I know, like I've tried this with my kids, like I tried to get them involved, like when, when our first couple houses, like we, you know, we did a lot of work to them and built them up and then sold them and stuff. So I have pictures of Maddie when she was younger, uh, helping me spackle the laundry room because we put it in a closet. And, you know, I know usually that, you know, you get them all ready and they, they work with you for about, you know, 20 minutes, but their attention span is so short that like, you know, they're like, yeah, I'm done. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. more, it was more prep, getting them ready, making sure they had safety safety glasses on, teaching them how to do it. She would do it once. It would be horrible. And then she'd be like, I'm done. But you know what? That yeah. just, just in that little bit of time, though, you you, you made the initiative. You, you made the effort to spend that time with your kid. You know what I mean? And you know, I, I, th I think stuff like that, because I mean, honestly, like. My, my son will say, hey, let's go out. You know, I want to go outside and, 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 play, and throw throw the ball. I'm like. I'm really fucking tired, you know? And like, he's like, come on, come on. So like, and I'll go out there. We'll be out there for 10 minutes. He's like, yeah, I need a break now. Mm. Okay. Yeah. 
that's a, I, I, I want to involve my daughter more in things like this, like um, fixing up house projects or um, bringing, like if I bring a compressor home and I want to tinker with it or whatever, like I want to involve her in those things. Mm-hmm. But I have so little patience with her uh, most of the time that I, I end up just kind of pushing her away in the same way that my dad pushed me away when I was a kid, just um, yelling, like, oh, you're not doing it right. Stop doing it. What are you doing that for? Why would you do that? That doesn't make any sense. I'm like, and then I'm like thinking to myself, like, well, she's eight. She's never done any of this before. Why are you expecting her to be on the same level as you? You're 40 and you just learned how to do it you know, uh, whatever a year ago. I also found doing doing other like stuff together that you you plan together. So one of the things I used to take Maddie to all the time, every every third Saturday, I think it was over at Lowe's, they usually had a or a Home Depot. They had a workshop, and you know it was free. You just showed up there. They handed you a hammer, safety glasses, or whatever you needed to you know build said thing, whether it be a little race car or whatever. Um, and that's what we would do every third, you know, third, I think it was every third Sunday or third Saturday, uh, at Home Depot, we would go together and do these little projects, these little wood things, be a box or a car or whatever, you know, whatever it might be. But there was something that, that you did with her, um, that, or, I'm sorry, that I did with her. And then, you know, it, that's something that she would remember, you know what I mean? So she's not going to remember, you know, all the other stuff, you know, daddy was gone. Daddy was this, you know, you know, daddy made an effort when, when he was home. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. what, you know, if anything, yeah. that's, that's what I want to try. I want to, you know, I, you know, trying, trying that effort. Cause like I said, you know, like, a lot of times, you know, you try to, to do something with them because, you know, you just don't want to at that point, but it, they end up wanting to do something with you for a very short time and then they're done. Their attention span is tiny. So. I think, um, I think oftentimes in life, like we take the path of least resistance in most things that we do. Um, and, at least that's kind of the way I see it. Cause I, when I come home from work and I'm already tired and stressed out and I don't want to do anything, the path of least resistance is to not do anything. Uh, the better path is to just sort of suck it up and realize like, Hey, you want to be a good dad or not? Because if you want to be a good dad, you need to suck it up. You need to go play for a little bit. You need to play Barbies. You need to have the letter paint your fingernails. You need to do these things. You know, that's, you signed up for this. So you need to suck it up and do it. And, I kind of feel like once I get into that attitude um, and then start working on that, maybe it'll just grow into a habit and it'll be easier to do. I won't have to argue with myself or convince myself at that point to to put so much extra effort into doing these things. So what do, what do you think for both of you makes, makes you not want to do those things with your kids? Do you think, do yeah, you think it's, perfect. do you think, do you think it's sins of the father? Like where, you know, your, your dad didn't do that shit with you. So you're like, well, why should I do that with them? I got a perfect, well, not a perfect answer, but I'll, I'll, I'll hog the mic again real quick. Um, I think partially that's it. And um, not having a good example growing up, be like, wow, I want to be just like this. You know, and instead, I was, I'm now what I don't want to be. I was given an example of what a good father shouldn't be. And later on, I was given a better example. But so now I'm trying to uh, unlearn bad behaviors, relearn good behaviors. Uh, but also, I'm not one of these guys that I can come home and sort of like you know, hang my hat and forget all about work. Even if whatever it is, I, I can't just take my hat off and hang it up and be like, well, there's, there's work. Work is now separate from family life. It's separate from home. Um, you know, I'm still thinking about work. I'm still uh, maybe even getting phone calls from work. I'm still, I still have the stress from the day carrying over. 
so if, if I could do better at separating that, I think that'd be a, another giant step. How about you, Adam? I think my biggest thing is I'm just exhausted. Like I'm literally all day, every day, even into the night, you know, I'm getting people texting me about different jobs and this and that. And I have a general contractor calling me at six o'clock in the morning. So there's like never an end to it. So it's just, it's hard, you know, that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm kind of looking for a different path right now. Not saying I want to get out of HVAC, but yeah, I don't really want to like owning your own business. Exactly. Managing somebody or going back into a truck or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to, if I necessarily want to go back into a truck. I'm just, I've been going on, you know, run on full, full, all cylinders, you know, full speed for many years. And, uh, I don't know. It's just, I'm over, burnt out. I'm, I've been burnt out for a long time. Well, like with you being a business owner, there's, um, I like, I'm just a technician. Like, so all the stresses I have are just like technician guy stresses where I'm like, Maybe dealing with dumb coworkers, dealing with extra phone calls and and that sort of thing. Where it's like you, like you said, you got general contractors, you got customers calling you. You probably have like payroll to think about. You got um, I don't know, a whole new level of things that uh, I guess I don't have to experience. Yeah, it's not fun. I really don't recommend it. But there's some people that are that's their love and they're cut out for that. And they're, you know, that's their excitement in life is running a business and managing employees and and doing that. It's not I'm not me. I've realized that. So no, the dream is to sell it to some other bigger contractor that's gonna buy it and then you can make a shit ton of money and retire. That's a dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, I, it's, it, it's tough though. Like, you know, like you said, you're, you're uh, like, I'm now on the phone more like on, like yesterday, my, my daughter, I picked her up from high school and she, uh, she got in the car. She's like, what did you do all day? And I tossed her my work phone. I was like, look at my fucking calendar. <laughs> it was conference calls from nine 30 to, to like right before I had to pick her up till three o'clock. And you know, like you said, after you get home, it's still, you know, the shit still exists where like, there's still stuff to be done. And um, you, you're right. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's utterly exhausting. Like before, like being out in the field, it was, it was fine because like I had my alone time, you know what I mean? I was doing service calls and, you know, headphones were on listening to music all day long. And, and now, you know, I, and you guys know, I'm, I'm kind of an introvert. So like, you know, too much stimulation for me, I shut down, have to go hide somewhere, you know, until I, you know, gather my bearings back and then I can be a part of the conversation again. But, um, sometimes it, I just, it, that's one thing I struggle with, you know, I don't, I don't really technically blame it on my, my parents, like not being involved in stuff, you know, cause like you're ultimately your own person. Right. Uh, otherwise I'd be, I'd be doing the same thing my parents are doing now. Right. And so, you know, if you really want to make, make the difference and make the change and then you, you're just going to have to buck up and do it. Like you, you know, you've done everything else for your career. Right. I mean, cause both of your lives could have went totally, you know, right turn and then just fucked. Right. But, you know, you guys, you know, went above and beyond, did what you had to do and, and you know, taking care of your family, being successful at what you do, right? You know, like, at the end of the day, like, we're problem solvers. So, at least with me, once I, and the problem is sometimes, um, you know, people don't realize that they have a problem or that they are the problem. Luckily for me, 
I was able to realize that I am the problem or I had a problem, however you want to say it. And I was like, all right, well, how can I first, how can I fix this problem? And then once I realized, you know, after trying for many years to fix it myself and, and reading about things and trying to, you know, do whatever I could, I really like, well, I can't really fix it myself. So that's where I, I realized I need to work on myself and I needed to get the tools to do that, which for me was like a life coach to help me understand some of the things that I needed to change and also to make those changes. So I would, I would give anybody out there who's listening, who I assume if they are listening, they um, do want to somehow better themselves or they'd understand at the very least that some of these problems we're talking about are a part of their world. I would say first, you know, work on yourself, figure out your problems, set goals, get motivated, find the tools you need to work on yourself, whether it's a self-help book, a life coach, uh, quick Google search, YouTube videos on meditation. Like there's so many different avenues you can take. You have to experiment and find what's best for you and your situation. And then also set boundaries at work because if you don't, they will, at least some places, they will run you into the ground and stress you out and suck all the life out of you so you have nothing left to give your family when you get home at the end of the day. So those are the two big takeaways for me. Did you, I mean, you're, you know, you're talking about what you do with your kids. Yeah. You know, do you, have you realized this before and brought this up to your life coach? Like, you know, what, you know, what, what does he think that you could do to be better at, you know, what, you know, at, at what, you know, you want to be a better, better father, right. spending that time with Mm -hmm. your daughter. Correct. Yeah. And, and this is actually like the main reason I decided to, to find a life coach, um, which, but also some health reasons too. But uh, one of the main reasons for my mental health was um, the relationship that I have with my daughter. And the biggest thing that um, I'm working on and the biggest thing that I've realized is we all have these patterns. And for me, I would fall in these patterns of being rude and sarcastic with my daughter. And um, because I was tired, I was, I was impatient, I was worn out from the day. And so I would fall into these patterns of, she would ask me a question, like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I've literally said this a million times to my eight-year-old daughter, seven, six, five, however old she was, because um, I try to be very real and honest, but sometimes you don't need to be that honest. And so the biggest thing is, my coach is working with me on, is, is recognizing when you're about to sort of fall into that pattern when you're about to like, um, like, Oh, I can, I can, now that I know it, like I can see it. Sometimes I can't stop it because it's just a feeling. It's emotion. It's it's a path you've been on a million times. So it's the path of least resistance at this point. But um, there's these things called pattern interrupts or interrupters. And so when you are aware and you like, Oh shit, I, I can feel I'm falling into this pattern. I'm being rude. I'm being sarcastic again. Um, you know, you, there's these little triggers you can do that will, that will like stop your brain and help your brain create a new pathway. And it sounds, sounds kind of goofy and stupid, but like one of the things I do is in my head, whatever I'm about to be pissed off about, like my daughter asking me like, who invented forks, dad? I'm like, I've had a long day. I got a million things to do. And I don't know who the fuck invented forks. I don't give a shit. I, I don't care. Like, you know, like once I feel that coming on, I'm like, I think to myself, and I say this in a weird voice in my head, which helps me break that pattern. I'm like, you're about to get mad and swear at an eight-year-old because she asked you a question about forks. You know how stupid that is? But I'll say it in like a, a sort of like a, a stupid voice to myself. 
being sarcastic to myself, be like, you realize what an ass you're being? Because she just asked you about forks. Yeah. So and one of, sorry. One of the one of the things that's worked for me is is so like my biggest fear is being like my parents, right? That's that's my whole driving force. I think that's why I'm successful at what I do, because I just I didn't want to fall into that. And um just remembering that every time that you talk to your talk to your daughter, remember that my dad was such a shit dad. My dad was such a shit dad. Well, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like that. You know what I mean? So that's that's one thing. And and, and maybe this is unsolicited advice, Bill, but I'm just, you know, you, you don't seem like you like your father that much. So, you know, putting relating that yet negative attitude that you're about to have with your daughter before it actually fucking happens might help you out. 100%. Yeah, and that's, yeah, like that's why I often think of like I don't talk to my dad, and this is one of the things I, I'm very open with my daughter about the struggles that I have, and I explain to her like, you know, Daddy's not perfect. I'm working on it. I'm, you know, these are the changes I'm making, and like I'll apologize to her when I'm excessively rude, and uh, I often think of myself like I don't want her to not have a relationship with me when she's older, like I don't have with my biological dad, and you know that's my choice. Like I could go talk to him tomorrow, but. Um, honestly, I don't have time in my life for toxic people. I only have time in my life for good people who are going to propel me to the next level of betterment. And uh, so that's a side note. But um, yeah, I, I I try to often think about that. Like I, I want to be able to talk to her when I'm older and she's older and we still have a, a relationship. And if I don't manifest that now, it's not going to happen. Adam, you look like you were going to say something. I was just going to say... Um... Me personally, I kind of just like I tr- I try to reflect on my actions, you know, on a weekly basis or whatever, and I try to think about what I can do to prevent them from happening, you know, negative actions from happening in the future. So like I'm always making it an attempt, but like stress and emotions are hard, right? They're hard to come, you know, get past that. So sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I, I'm always trying to be a little bit better than I was the day before. Yeah, that's a good thing to keep in mind too. No. Speaking of daughters, my uh, my little one is here, letting me know that it's it's time for our appointment. Yeah, right. we, uh, we have a counseling appointment today that I have to. Uh, Head out too shortly. You gotta go. Yeah, yeah. I should probably wrap it up here and, uh, and head out. All right, guys. Then we'll close it out, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, hopefully, any of this information helped you out, and um, I guess we'll see you in two weeks. Sounds. And you good. know what? Like, if uh, anybody out there is listening and they want to shoot some messages out in the Facebook group, do we even have a Facebook group? Yep. Yeah, we do. I thought we did. I guess I'm not very active in it. <laughs> Whoops, can we edit that part out? Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, you know, like, I get a conversation started in the Facebook group because I got, I, I'm, I'm open. I don't care about, uh, you know, people thinking me. So if anybody wants to talk about it, feel free. Let's get a conversation going. I like that phrase. I think I'll trademark that. You should. I should. Yeah, let's get a conversation going. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys, as always. All right, we'll see you guys later. All right. Adios.